welcome from Amsterdam, and thanks for tuning in to a new episode of Game Consultant. Your host of today is Reinout. It is Sunday, June the twenty-eighth, and welcome to Game Consultant. Quite a week. Um, we had Donald Trump saying, "Like, hey, I'm going to stop all immigration." Very nice. Uh, that was sarcastic, of course. Um, the Entertainment Software Association right away said, like, hey, a freeze is not good. And I agree. I think um, getting talent from abroad can actually educate your own workforce. Um, that counts for every country. So um, not sure what this will lead to, but I find it. I'm intrigued how he could come with this kind of decision exactly in this kind of period where we are. Um, the talks about racism, diversity. Like Microsoft is spending 150 million on diversity. Um, during my interview with Nicholas today of Game Buddy and streaming, game streaming, esports, I'm, I'm talking about it. Um, I find it, um, yeah, up to 225. Um, as a company, you spend 150 million. Few observations I have. I mean, Microsoft is from origin, original, original, a U.S. company. So, weren't they diverse? With their human capital, the employees, and why not? And so now they have to do something. Is that because the pressure is on? And then they're going to spend 150 up to 225. And so what will happen after 225? Shouldn't that be in their DNA as usual? Some questions. Uh, Twitch also mentioned that they will issue permanent suspension to abusive accounts and Sometimes it even goes across the line of being criminal, so they will also inform authorities if that's the case. Um, Newzoo is predicting that uh, there are more than 3 billion gamers by 223. It's always a nice figure, but we all know it's growing. Uh, 5G gaming is the fundament for game streaming. That uh, topic we didn't cover today in the interview, um, but it's interesting to read that article on my blog. Um, yeah, women in gaming, and they speak out now, sexism and harassment, and it's ludicrous that that's still happening. And, and women that have come forward are worsely being harassed and hacked. Um, it needs to stop, and it's good that they're actually talking about it right now. So I'm very happy that I have Nicholas today talking uh, uh, about GameBuddy, where it's coming from, the ideas behind it. Uh, as said, we're talking about streaming in general. And um, I also did a sanity check to see if my son, Sebastian, is normal with three screens while he's playing. Well, he's normal. Thank you for that. Um, so let's, let's kick it off. Um, first, we're going to have Chris with his rethinks. He's back. And uh, after that, the interview with Nicholas of Game Buddy. Let's do this. Welcome back into another Rethinks. For those that don't know, the esports scene I probably follow the most is Smash Melee. Mostly because of my brother. He's at Reeve on Twitch, and at Reeve is me on Twitter. He's a Marth main. Uh, he's sitting around you know top 75, top 50 in the world if they did rankings for this year. And um, the other reason is it was just one of my favorite games growing up. Um, but I love following the space, love going back and watching the history of it over the years. Uh, it's a scene that's been around for two decades. So it's got a lot of rich history, and it's just really cool to see how far it's come. But there was a really significant news that came out this week, and I'm going to read a few points from an Engadget article real quick. Uh, new features have dropped for Super Smash Bros. Melee via Project Slippy, a mod that brings a 2001 GameCube game online. Now the game has rollback netcode, integrated matchmaking, auto-updates, and replays. It's designed for play using Dolphin, a PC emulator for playing GameCube games. The newest updates are meant to ensure the smoothest online play experience possible. Rollback netcode cuts down a possible lag. A matchmaking feature will also find you opponents, including players in other continents. Replays of your games will automatically be saved in bite-sized files, according to the Slippy website. So previously, uh, Netplay, the online exp uh, play experience was, um, you know, for 
to throw a technical term at, out there of pretty awful. Um, and I've just talked to my brother, all the, of the experience he's had over the years with it. Uh, and, and he think, you know, I've talked to him so much about it and that it really kind of held the scene back, um, from other, obviously online gameplays and the, the discrepancy between the two, between the different titles. And this is a really important step forward, uh, to have this type of online gameplay available because th that's going to potentially create a network effect of new players. Uh, and also old players. So when this news came out, you've seen a lot of uh, older players on Twitter that are saying they're coming back to the scene that kind of fell away. So I think it's going to um, kind of inject some new life into the scene. Um, and then those that obviously follow Melee, you know, you know, we've talked about this for a long time, and I've talked to my brother a lot about this, but you know, Nintendo does not back this scene at all. Um, in fact, they've, they've tried to kind of diminish the scene in some ways, which I won't get into. Um, so all this is community backed. This is done by the community. And, and this is again, going on two decades uh, of a community being built from the grassroots. Uh, look, it's, you know, smash melee is not a top tier esport uh, by any means. Um, you know, Genesis, for example, had over a hundred thousand concurrent peak viewers, um, early, I think it was early in January. So the viewership was there and it was down from, down from last year, uh, from 20, from 2018 Genesis or yeah, tw I'm sorry, 2019 Genesis. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that this is a significant step for the community uh, to have this and just all the conversations I have with my brother and kind of where he sees it going. Uh, he thinks he said this week was the most significant news in Smash Melee history. So, um, again, I say under the radar, if you follow Smash, you obviously understand how huge this news is. Uh, but if you don't, you know, I think it's it's an esport that's that's very overlooked uh, in many in many ways. So it may have come in under the radar, but I do want to mention this because it's something that I follow pretty closely. So I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can catch me at Chris Reed, C-R-I-S-R-E-E-D. Also on Twitter at the Level Up EXP. Again, that's at the Level Up EXP. Let me know what you think about Smash Melee, what you think about the rollback netcode, and uh, how you think this new online play will help the community in the future. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all in the next one. Thank you, Chris. Um, nice to have you back. Uh, yeah, as I said, Neil Akeem has a holiday break. I'm still working and checking on one or two other people that could do some very nice items. Um, one actually got an overheat Mac. Uh, so he said, sorry. Well, for now, you're good. But next week, deliver me an item. You know, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um so let's let's uh let's get to it streaming esports game buddy let's have that interview with nicholas it was a week uh a week where we actually said goodbye to mixer I'm wondering what Ninja will do. Will he stay with Mixer or not? Some people are saying, no, he's not going over and jump over to Facebook. If I were him, I would actually enjoy the 30 million that he got because that's apparently what he made. Um, but also there was uh, a lot of stuff about abusive language against uh, women. Uh, some female uh, streamers, influencers actually started to Twitter about it. It's... Um, it's everything that we already know. It's online. Uh, it's also in, on, the, on the schoolyard. Um, but today we're talking about streaming. And uh, I posted a few articles about some streaming platforms, which is all nice. But in the end, it comes down to engagement. And um, a couple of months ago, uh, I had a very nice chat with Nicholas. And Nicholas is the CEO, founder of GameBuddy.gg. And um, yeah, we got to talk. We got to talk about ideas that he had behind, well, actually the business model of GameBuddy. And, uh, and I felt, um, I had another interview ready for today, but then I felt like, hey, in the light of all the news of this last week, um, I, uh, I wanted to get his, his feel about what the industry is going through. Uh, but also it positions right away um, his company, because in a way, he might actually have an answer to negative vibes, negative talks, negative 
ways of communicating with each other, amongst each other. Um, and if Twitch already is going to suspend a lot of people because of abusive language and even to the point where they um, going through or going to authorities to mention that you have violated and therefore are criminal. Um, yeah, it is an issue. So, well, what about that for an intro, uh, Niklas? <laughs> it was uh, one hell of an intro. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's, 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 uh, well, then, first of all, I, I, I basically said something about, yeah, well, um, you want to make it more fun. Um, yep. As you say, it, it's uh, interactive and entertaining esports because, yeah, you're leaning towards esports, but then streaming. Um, let's, let's make everyone pretty clear what GameBuddy is all about. Yeah. So basically, with GameBuddy, um, we are all, for entertaining and interactive esports or interactive streaming. So right now, for example, we're building uh, the first interactive esports league in which uh, viewers can directly decide what happens in the game. So we have live challenges that uh, viewers can suggest to streamers and to teams. And the teams then have to do these challenges in order to rank up in the league um, and be the best team in the league. So the viewers are basically empowered to control what's happening in the eSport games, and they can also support their teams a little bit by uh, suggesting challenges that are fitting for them. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, yeah, so we basically create this two-way interaction that is uh, right now not there for most of the cases because, yeah, we have a chat in Twitch uh, or in streaming, but mostly the chat is used to spam emotes um, yeah. or to express uh, bad behavior, as you just mentioned. Um, yeah. So it's not quite serving the purpose, um, and we thought that we can do something about it. It's funny. Um, maybe I'm making a complete stupid uh, statement here, but I was actually uh, on, a, on a webinar, and <clears throat> the audio was not that good, so people started to type, <laughs> and then I, and I had to answer. And then in the meantime, I had to look at the, of the, the questions. It's like, give me a break. I was just still at the first answer and already had 14 questions. Yeah. Um, and, and my son was now for the first time, uh, streaming on Twitch and, and I actually saw people talking to him and I wondered like, how, how does he actually play games and still watch it? Well, he's 11 and obviously multitasking much better than, his, <laughs> <laughs> than this old part. But, <laughs> but still, I was like, holy crap. Um, so yeah, I, I, <laughs> I can see how that's actually, uh, pretty, pretty, uh, difficult. But, uh, so, so, um, so how did you guys come up? I mean, you have a founder team. Um, yep. You have uh, some investors. I mean, can you tell a little bit more about that background, how you came together, how you get the first investors? Yeah. Um, so basically, it all started from a slightly different idea, uh, mm -hmm. which was a social network for gamers. So basically, a place where people can talk about their experiences and find new people to play with. Yeah. Um, and we started that network uh, out of our studies um, with uh, three passionate gamers ourselves um, and all having a technical background, we were able to start it pretty easily. Yeah. Um, and then we were also having quite some success in, in user traction. So um, with our network, we acquired about 180,000 users um, without spending much on marketing or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool. So And we really solved the problem because people were using it to find people to play with. Um, but what was actually not working there was the business model behind it. It was just not effective um, because the main usage was finding friends to play with. And you also have friends lists in the game. Um, we kind of kill our own users, if you want, want it that way. <laughs> yeah. um, so basically, if we are very successful and find a lot of friends for you, you don't need us anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's not the basis of a good um, business model. Yeah. Um, so we were testing out with many things um, that lead to users staying in the platform. And one of these things were challenges that you can play on your games. And what yeah. we found out there is basically that these challenges combined with watching others do them uh, leads to huge engagement. Um, and then we were like very interested about this metric and were doing interviews with many streamers, with many users, um, and then decided to pivot the company. Got it. And that, that's what it is today? Or did you alter along the way? Well, not negative, but again, or? Um, yeah, we kind of uh, shifted the focus a little bit. Uh, we first started with uh, streamers as individuals only. 
um, but now also added the tournament environment behind it because we found out that this works uh, even better in terms of challenges because you really have to do them in order to be first in the tournament. Um, And also you don't have people trying to say to you what to do 24-7. So it's a little bit less annoying uh, than it is on a a 24-7 basis. So in a a practical way, I'm a gamer. Um, Actually... I'm not noticing you are there. You're basically integrated within the game or are you integrated within the platform? Um, we're kind of integrated into both. So um, we're integrated into Twitch. Uh, so yeah. we have a Twitch extension and we're also working uh, with the Twitch chat um, and with a second screen um, solution so that basically your viewers on Twitch that you already created, like it's very hard to create a community, right? So you don't have to switch a platform um, in order to use us. You can just use us with your existing community. Um, And then you download an application that tracks the in-game data um, in order to suggest challenges that are fitting and also validate them in a real-time context. Yeah. Got it. And and, um, so what I was reading, actually you have the three points that you basically highlights from the model and that is uh the votes yeah uh that is the one game many challenges and that is live live data tracking so let me start with the first two maybe you can explain that because data Mm -hmm. tracking is something that is not directly for a gamer i think interesting but more for a third party or Whatever, but that, that, yep. we can talk that later. Yep. So votes, basically, tell me more about the voting system. Yeah. So basically, you can think of it as a as a round-based system. So um, viewers have a certain amount of time to vote for a challenge, and we suggest three challenges uh, that yep. are fitting to the game context, that are non not harassing or anything like that, um, and that are also fun to watch. And people then have one minute uh, to vote for the challenge, and yeah. basically, after this one one minute, the most voted challenge will be played. Uh, in a tournament context, this challenge will be played by both teams. So the teams basically have one thing that they have to play around, and um, that also enables completely new strategies and very, very funny interactions as well. So, for example, last weekend, um, we just hosted a big, big Valorant tournament with uh, streamers, and there, one of the most favorite challenges, for example, was the anti-social distancing challenge where all players had to run around in, in, a, in a close group and were basically facing each other five versus five once they saw each other. And that was super funny to watch um, and also created completely different strategies around the game that were not there before. Yeah, got it. And um, so basically uh, the challenges, they, everyone can come up with a challenge and most folks win. Is it as simple as I say? I mean, uh, it's basically like you don't come up with a challenge. So we have an algorithm that suggests challenges um, that are fitting. So you are not free to give your own challenge in, for example. Um, but basically every viewer has a vote um, each round. And if you mm-hmm. want to ensure that one challenge that you really want to see is being played, then you can also use uh, microtransactions to buy additional votes to guarantee that yeah. this challenge is being played. Yeah. yeah, Got it. Got it. Hey, and then uh, the data. Yeah. Because to me, I find that interesting. Uh, that's the boring part. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone can now actually get a cup of coffee. <laughs> We will try uh, to make it quick. Yeah. <laughs> you got one minute 30. Okay, yeah, okay. Tell me, what do you do with the data? How do you get the data? What do you do with the data? And why is it so interesting? Yeah. Um, like it's interesting in many, many different ways. They can be leveraged in for many partners, as you already mentioned. And for us, it's also very interesting to see how games go. So we use the in-game data in order to understand the games a little better to suggest challenges that are more fitting to the game context. Um, And as I said, it's also super interesting because we're able to validate them in a live context. So a challenge averages a length of maybe two two to three minutes and it's being validated within seconds after it's over or after the win condition is being met. Um, And that's super interesting for the viewer as well because um, it's highly interactive. It's not like I vote for a challenge at the beginning of the game and then I don't do anything anymore. 
but yeah. I basically have every three minutes I have something to say um, about the game, and that's what it's making fun as well. Yeah, got it. So then, more to the industry itself. Uh, I'm, I'm when I read a bit uh, through your one pager. Yeah. Um, I, I was why well, you say something about entertainment. You say esports and you say streaming. Are you an esports company? Can I say that? Are you in the business of esports or are you in the business of streaming? Or is it uh, esports streaming? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of esports streaming, maybe. Uh. <laughs> but uh, I would definitely yeah. say that we are focusing on the esports part at the moment. Yeah. 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 So the games are esports related. Yes. And bottom line, the streamers uh, who could be potential pro, professional gamers, um, they're basically uh, can use your platform. Exactly. So you, you have the integration with uh, with Twitch. So yep. uh, that's all done. So so bottom line, the streamer. So is the streamer actually is your client, right? I mean, they're the ones that sign up. You want to make money. You um, make money of your fans. You want to engage with your fans. How does that work? Yeah, the streamer is kind of our our one side of the marketplace, if you want want to call it a marketplace. Yeah. So basically, we have the streamer as one side, and then then we have the viewer as the other th other side. And the cool yeah. thing is that the streamers bring the viewers with them. So yeah. we just have to care about one side of the marketplace, which which is a good thing to overcome the chicken chicken egg problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that's uh, so. So some of your streamers. Uh, I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing actually here now on your side, Medicars, Dudu, Shadowed. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those are just regular people that sort of sign up or how does it? Exactly. So we, yeah. we basically just contact streamers and say, hey, we have this super awesome solution. It makes your viewers engaged more and we also help you to monetize uh, yeah. your content. Uh, and then they just sign up and use it. That's okay. basically how it goes. And for the tournament, we had so the tournament i was mentioning from last weekend uh it was in the german speaking region and we basically had every second german speaking streamer that's relevant for valorant nice. so that was yeah. immense like when you watched valorant on the german page uh, and you browsed through the streamers there you only saw people streaming in our tournament yeah. uh which was which was crazy it was yeah. awesome Got it. Hey, and 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 um, another angle: uh, find teammates. I mean, uh, uh, start working together or start streaming together. How does that uh, apply? Yeah, so we didn't combine both things, kind of. So we still have our teammate finder online. Yeah. Um, but the focus is definitely on the challenge streaming yeah. solution. So we still have the old platform because we see that it gives value to people. Uh, that it helps people finding people to play with. Yeah. Um, but it's not something that we uh, invest a lot of work in anymore. No, it's just there. Yeah. yeah. You never know. Might actually one day completely make a fit. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it also gives good traffic. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. we're even like in the Corona times, even though we didn't do anything with the platform, it still was uh, raising or increasing in users. Yeah. Um, and it's not dropping. So why why should we put it down we can just use the free traffic we have there yeah it's true i mean i always remind on, on the king days that uh everyone was saying candy crush but a lot of people forgot about it that they still had their old skill gaming tournaments on the back yeah. uh which still made a considerably amount of money that many studios <laughs> would have loved to have so <laughs> um but hey um streaming yeah Streaming as, a, as an industry. I mean, um, so uh, COVID uh, was there. Everyone uh, got more enthusiastic about esports, watching uh, gameplays. Uh, yeah, obviously, uh, the normal top tens, for example, with Call of Duty uh, on YouTube, normally it's the steady same uh, top tens. Suddenly, there were new appearances because people apparently were looking for more content. Yeah. Um, the consoles, uh all these kind of things. And it's very easy now. If my son wants to stream, he basically uh, presses one button on his controller and uh, checks out either YouTube or Twitch and bam, he's online. Yes. It's all that simple. Um, how, how, now, if I would ask how many streamers are there, I mean, that... <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, if, okay. Let me narrow it down. The professional streamers. Yeah. That do matter. I mean, uh, okay, then you have the 80-20 rule. You have Ninja uh, as absolute top, I think, 
in terms of what he makes, if it's true that he made 30 million from an exclusive contract with Mixer. It's actually true, yeah. So yeah. Mixer um, paid him 30 million, and Facebook Gaming now offered 60 million to stream <laughs> exclusively for Facebook Gaming, but they declined. They yeah. forced Mixer to buy them out of the contract. So that was uh, Shroud and Mick and, and Ninja. And yeah. Ninja got 30 million, and Shroud got 10 million. Yeah. Uh, so and now they're free. So basically, I think for them, that Better. was one one hell of a deal that they made. Uh, that they got 30 million for just one year and yeah. can now choose whatever they want. Yeah. Funny enough, um, I had to write a column for uh, for some online, uh, actually measurable, but then in the Benelux. And um, I, on the end, I want to sort of made a point. It was about um, about racism, uh, diversity. And uh, so I was basically making a plea from other gamers now more interested in having good games than the diversity. And I didn't mean it in a negative way. Uh, but these, in these days, you have to be very nuanced. What I yeah. w- wanted to say is like, yeah, I think it goes without saying that you have a, a diversity group of people that, that, that fits society as it is uh, working on the games. And then they have to make awesome games. Um, and then I moved into Microsoft and Mixer shutting down. And then I said, like, yeah, once I spoke to a guy that had very strange colors hair. and um, But I liked him a lot. Uh, later on, it turned out to be Ninja. And then later on, he turned to have a contract <laughs> with Mixer. But hey, even a guy with blue hair doesn't make a difference um, for a platform like Mixer. <clears throat> yeah. So stay true to your own DNA. Stay true and 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 be proud on yourself and your skin color and your religion or whatever. Um, <clears throat> and um, you don't have to be someone else. Um, they didn't want to <laughs> put the, I, the call online because it, ew, uh, it could go many ways, although I meant it in a positive way. But he couldn't yeah. actually make it happen for Mixer. Um, all three of them actually weren't able to get mixed. I say it's it's all because of community. Uh, they didn't. They didn't get the community engaged. What What do you think? The 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 the, the was it a failure? Well, the, why didn't it succeed? Let's put it like that. I think the problem is that Twitch has a very positive standing in the community um, because Twitch for gamers is like that's the streaming platform you have there and that's also the thing that people say now about Facebook, for example, because Mixer said okay they merge everything to Facebook and. Most people I talk to um, are actually like finding that funny because they say I would never stream on Facebook, and that's basically what you see. What yeah. you see for 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 Mixer, uh, for for Ninja and Shroud as well. Like they got yeah. an offer that is immensely high, and they still declined. I mean, they can't do it because they already got enough money from the old contract. Yeah. But um, yeah, I. It's. I think it's hard to just try to win the streaming war with just buying talent. Well, um, hold I on. Think, I mean, I think that's not that's that's not all. No, but then you say like they declined because they made a lot of money. My first thought was, ah, oh, they're still talking to Amazon, and Amazon would definitely put some money on the table too. Although they market definitely. leader, I mean, yeah. could they actually be right now in talks and say, ah, oh, Facebook? Fuck off with your 60 uh, in the hope that he got 70, 80, 90 or 100 from Amazon. I, I don't think so. Like, I, I think that like Facebook is probably the highest offer they get. Yeah. Um, you, you're right. They still get something from Twitch, definitely, if they decide to uh, do something exclusive there. And it's also rumored that Ninja maybe might go to YouTube, for example. Okay. Um but I, I still think that Facebook probably was the highest offer they could have gotten. Yeah. So then uh, Mixer stops. Mixer is Microsoft. Microsoft is a shareholder, although Bill Gates and, and, and Zuckerberg are friends. But Microsoft is a shareholder in Facebook, and therefore it went to Facebook. And also, on the other hand, uh, there was this thing that Apple has rejected, Facebook gaming app, now for the fourth, fifth Six time or something. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I, I keep on saying when all of elephants fuck with elephants, stay out of it. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, are these companies now, so are we talking Google, Apple, uh, Amazon? Uh, uh, are, they, are, they, are these the companies that 
take on and I, I leave I leave now Asia uh, besides that I mean there are some big ones too and it's a different culture but for now I mean if you look on the western side are these the companies that are the main platforms for streaming or are there any other because one, once once there is a big one I always believe there is challenge or space for a smaller one is, is there a runner up somewhere that we don't know about do you know I also don't know about any any runner up at the moment, and I also think that that streaming is a <clears throat> excuse me no. it's a highly highly dependent like it's very dependent on network effects yeah. because once you have the best streamers in uh other good streamers will follow um and that brings viewers yeah. and that that again brings the good streamers again that's also why everybody is streaming at twitch um yeah. because they have the most viewers and you can build the biggest community there. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. just simple as it is. Yeah. Um, so but... it was community that, that made fit. So Microsoft had basically only Xbox where they could say, uh, watch Ninja, watch Ninja. But if Ninja would be on YouTube, I mean, it would be immense what YouTube could actually do to promote him. And it's the same maybe for Apple. It's definitely for Amazon. I mean, um, but then we can, because I, I don't know. I, I think it was community engagement that led to the failure of Mixer in the end. Uh, it it probably did. Um, but so where were uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at, at at the time where where Mixer was built, uh, we weren't there, and and yeah. we also we also see that community engagement, even in Twitch, is not where it's it not. could could be. Yeah. Um, I think they still do it the best way at the moment, also because they are in the business for the longest time. Um, but for example, uh, you could also see in the in the in the statistics that uh, Facebook and and YouTube were actually gaining traction within the last year um, yeah. compared to Twitch. Um, for Facebook, it's a little bit surprising for me personally, um, but that might be because some people are still on Facebook. For, Asia. for you, for, I think for, it's Asia. It's probably Asia. We also Asia. We, we also saw that that yeah. many Philippines, for example, are on Facebook. Southeast Asia. Uh, yeah. I was talking to Evos uh, Esports, and they basically were saying everyone here is on uh, on Facebook. Um, I mean, the young ones in in so Sebastian, my son, doesn't even know about Facebook. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, the only thing I'm doing is, is shameless promotion of my podcast. It's like, okay, new episode, put it on Facebook, and I don't even respond. Um, and uh, but they said like in 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 Asia, it's Facebook.gg, mm. um, and and so that that is a, a a territory to conquer, I guess for. Twitch or Amazon, uh, yeah. who's not there yet, so that could actually happen. So that's, the, I think, the only reason why they saw further growth. So probably, so, probably. So it's a little bit of, if we want to put it, it's a little bit of fake growth because yeah. we're talking about the Western market, and yeah. there maybe Facebook is not growing so much. And for YouTube, you just understand that it's growing because yeah. all streamers also have YouTube accounts where they put up their highlights in a video format. So it makes sense. That's also why people are, are are thinking that that Ninja might go there because he already has, I don't know, ten million subscribers there. So he yeah. has the community, um, and could also use that for streaming in the same time. Yeah, interesting. Hey, and um, so then we 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 move to Twitch and and suspension. I mean, what I was just saying, um, it's um, being bullied in school was already a topic for a long time. Yeah. And um, but then at least I'm standing in front of someone and saying like, "Hey, you're a dick." Um, and, and and someone starts to cry and goes to his mom and dad, and my mom and dad get a phone call, and, and why is Ryan not saying that my son is a dick? Well, he is, daddy. You, know, you can't say that. Um, that's normal what we've had, <laughs> but I mean, with normal that that happened, and and <laughs> parental control. Um, you shouldn't say that to your friends. Uh, but now uh, we have keyboard warriors, as we call them, and, and they're sitting in, in, in their own room or somewhere in the attic or in the basement. And, and we as parents have no F clue what they're saying online. I mean, yes. I sometimes hear what is being said and I, I correct. Um, um, and then, yeah, but other people are saying it too. Well, I think there's, there's, there's the, the source of, of a lot of evil. Um, yeah. I think influencers have a major um uh impact on uh, the language yes. um and and um but then 
if I say, oh, that's nice how I'm playing. Oh, I have a lot of fun. Oh, that's funny. Um, I'm, I'm boring as hell. But if I say, what a motherfucking good gameplay. Oh, man. And scream a, a few times. I'm thinking, what a clown. Uh, but my son apparently is like, yeah, he's really cool. It's like, it's, huh? Why? Yeah, and that's that's basically what you mentioned in the beginning about about being yourself on streaming. Yeah. Um, and I think the more different you are, probably the the easier you can build a community somehow. Yeah. And that goes also to negative behavior sometimes, unfortunately, because yeah. some streamers are being negative on purpose um, because they know that this brings audience faster um but i think i think it's a trend that i mean we talked to many streamers and always their main problem with uh streaming was uh being harassed uh insulted having trolls in the chat i just think it's a very very big problem and you mentioned the real world as mobbing uh where it's already there yeah um but now you're completely anonymous you can say whatever the if you want yeah uh nobody nobody can help help you accounted for that like there's nobody who says stop it in in, in your real world right the oh. worst that could happen is that your twitch account gets banned and you just create a new one yeah that's <laughs> exactly that's the problem that we're that we're facing i think yeah. not only not only streaming in in social media or online uh, in general that's also something that games itself experience that the, the community is just very negative in games um, I think it's a general problem where probably education is the only thing you can do or something that's that's hindering you from from, yeah. Keep from harassing. Yeah. Uh. So, so that's <laughs> it's it's super hard. Like yeah. you even see all these big game publishers uh creating a joint force to address the problem. That's just how big the problem is that these rivals uh come together to try to find solutions yeah well i call it a lot of time uh, political correct um <laughs> i mean uh, i've seen uh, with microsoft uh 125 million uh to get more colored skinned people because that's what you want to call them uh, and i shouldn't say how you how you call them they um so i need to be very careful now um <laughs> but uh, apparently they're spending money to get a more diversity kind of uh employees you know, it's coming out now. It's good that they do something. But the first thing that I thought, like, hey, um, you're an American-based company from original uh, startup. Um, why wasn't it there? That's my first question. And second, okay, now to, to up to, to 25, you're spending 150 million. Um, well, this you should have made a statement. This this goes beyond 225. This is this is going up to eternity. How long a Microsoft yeah. will exist? Yeah. And you will always make sure it has the right mirroring with our current uh, society. So yeah. even in, in and, and a friend of mine was actually saying, you know, um, you have Asians, you have you have uh, the black community, uh, you have the white community, and we're all going to live uh, among them, uh, amongst us, and we're going to make new kids. And in, in time, will there still be uh, um, uh, blank or white kids? I don't know how you should call them. Um, um, them. <laughs> yeah, we, we, like, like we don't know. And, and, no. and I, I also don't think, I also think like all international companies should try to be as diverse as possible, as you just mentioned, to just mirror society because society is diverse. Yeah. And I think also getting diverse backgrounds, diverse ideas is always good for a company. Um, you mentioned why maybe Microsoft wasn't diverse at first um, or why they didn't. Or not start, enough. Or yeah. not enough. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, that's a problem America itself still has, right? You 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 saw it now with the with the outrages there, um, with the George Floyd. Yeah, he was called. Yeah, it's crazy how racist the the, the country still is, um, and I think that's of course a main problem. But as an international company, you should definitely try to be as diverse as possible. Yeah, yeah. And now totally our agree. biggest friends, our leader. Our passionate uh, believer Donald Trump is saying, like, <laughs> "Okay, let's close everything for immigration. Yeah. Uh, if you need any talent right now in America, then you can't get them to 
uh, to the U.S. Bottom line, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you talk about integration, if you talk about diversity, it's also having your borders open. But uh, I mean, now he's saying, yeah, that's not good for uh, the employees or the, the workers in, in in the U.S. But I think if you have uh, accessibility to talent in other countries and you can get them to the US and that counts for every country, yep. then how nice is that? Because they can quote unquote educate uh, and, and, and share their experience, knowledge and, and network with the, the workers or the workforce from the US. Yep. And that's same yep. for Holland, Germany, Sweden, uh, China. 100% so, agree. Yep. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what they're going to vote in, in November. Uh, I'm definitely not political, but I'm not sure if Biden is, is better, but at least I'm hoping there will be actually be a third sort of sort of some guy that stands up or a woman and, and, and basically says, you know what? I'm runner up. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, in, in, in terms of, of, of streaming and, and um, the future. Yeah. I mean, um, right now we're talking very much about um, and I think people that are listening right now, they might actually think streaming. It's done by or, or watched on a computer. I'm, I'm saying actually it's a screen. It could be in the bus, train, car. Yep. Uh, it can be uh, in, in your bathroom if you're a kid. But slowly, uh, we saw that also uh, during COVID, uh, the US gave some householdings $1,200, I think it was. And uh, a lot of us spent on hardware, gaming hardware. Yeah, consoles. I mean, the new PS, PS4 or 5 is out. Um Xbox, uh, I think the presentation, maybe I lost it, but I think it's still coming. Um, but it's, there's, there's, there are two new consoles, basically. They're becoming more in an, an entertainment piece uh, in the living room. Um, so, bottom line, people will watch anytime now also on, on, on a television in, in the living room, right? As a family yep. together. I mean, how, how do you foresee the, the future of streaming? And then and, and game streaming for such more. Yeah. Um I also see that um it's being watched more like that the trend goes away from desktop. Like right now still it's very much desktop focused because some people might watch streams in between games when they play themselves. Um but that's exactly also why we uh talk about entertainment esports, because we think that the game streaming itself is entertainment on its own. And it's just like you had normal TV shows. Um, you now have streaming that could have um, entertainment formats that you can watch anywhere. I don't know. Maybe you're lying on the bed uh, before sleep and watch watch some 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 streams, or you just stream it on your PS5 on the living room, like you mentioned. Um, I definitely think that game streaming itself is an entertainment sector on its own yeah. um, that will stay and will grow. But is my son uh, completely nuts uh, when he's actually playing on his uh, PlayStation 4? Actually, I'm watching him now. <laughs> he's, 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 he's actually on a PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, most likely he will try to get a 5 anytime soon. He's now watching on his iPad Pro. Being, uh, what is he watching? He's actually watching uh, This Is Why, blah, 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 joint, fancy Fortnite clip. Oh, yeah. So now he's actually playing Fortnite. He checks on Fortnite, a video, how the gameplay should be done. Yeah. And then in the meantime, uh, his phone is actually uh, streaming some music. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, it's it's a little bit crazy. crazy crazy to think about it, but that's exactly where I think where this will go to. And that's also why we... Um, are working with uh, second screen solutions as well. Yeah. Because if you're not on the mobile phone already, um, like the, the people definitely have the mobile phone next to them. And uh, if they find some content maybe a little bit boring at the moment, they will just check out, I don't know, Instagram at the moment or something else um, or stream oh, they music. Have the chat, eh? with, with the four of them, they're on the Insta Instagram chat. So then I see yeah. uh, four other faces. Yeah. It's like, uh, hey, uh, daddy yeah. of uh, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, so so you basically you basically play, watch, and do something else at the same time. So that's definitely what what we see as well, where this is going to, and that's why we think this could be used to like enrich your watching experience as well. Yeah. Instead of just doing something that's completely unrelated to your to to the stuff you watch, you could also do something on the phone that makes it more fun to watch yeah. it. 
it's funny, eh? I mean, um, so TV producers were actually uh, <clears throat> coming up in other broadcasters like second screen, second screen. So you watch your TV program and then you can participate on your phone or iPad or whatsoever. Yeah. It never really took off. And, and uh, now uh, we're talking about gaming as always, and it's it's about um, how should I say it? Uh, uh, yeah, gaming is entertainment. Uh, I always say entertainment is gaming, but it's actually gaming is entertainment. <laughs> and 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 funny enough, uh, second screen. It's it's it, this is second screen. This is what broadcasters wanted to sort of get to us to to use. But now actually with gaming, yeah, you play on your console or whatever, and 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 then you have a second screen that is either learning full. Or uh, sometimes also uh, uh, for the chat. So there could yep. be an Instagram uh, um, or FaceTime or whatever. Uh, so you have yep. actually some kids that are also playing. And then meanwhile, you're talking about, uh, well, are you going to training for soccer? Yes, you do. So very communicative. A lot of fans yep. don't know that, but very communicative. And then um, and in the meantime, also learning. I mean, learning to see other gamers play, but also staying ahead of, uh, well, if, you, if you're watching a streamer, why are they watching streamers? That's a question I get a lot. And I said, well, maybe he or she is actually talking about the latest music uh, while they're playing games. You can learn maybe something. But you don't have to be a very good gamer. It's, it's entertainment. Yeah. I mean, it's like a talk show while you're playing games. I mean, yeah. if I say that to some people of my age, they look at me, it's like, oh, there's <laughs> that idiot again. And <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I mean, that was probably also one of the reasons why like TV second screening didn't get off that well. I think one, it was not made very good. No. Like most of the time, you could do something that was completely irrelevant to what whatever you watched. Yeah. Um, and second is that, of course, uh, like regular TV audience is just a little, little older on average, and maybe a little more more, yeah, stuck in their normal behavior watching TV and nothing else. Yeah. Um, so I think definitely, like in gaming, you you don't have these these things. You also have more possibilities because everything is digital anyways. Um, so I definitely see that this can work, um, especially with these entertainment streamers that you just mentioned. And also streaming in general is also like you either have these very entertaining persons, people, um, yeah. or you have the very good ones where you just learn something, how the game is supposed to be played. Like you, I think yeah. these two groups are, are the main motivation for streaming and most of the time it also combines most of the time a person is just really good in the game so many people watch him and then he he's also entertainment at the same time and then grows the audience that he already has that's yeah. for example for ninja ninja is good in the game but then he's also entertaining to watch and that's why he got so famous yeah yeah got it hey what is uh what is the future beholding for game buddy uh, the, the future for Game Bodies is going to be big, uh, we see. So ba basically, because we are the only or the first ones that do interactive esports, um, we definitely see that this, like, we're, we're even wondering why nobody else did that. Because <laughs> why? It's, it's like watching a football game 90 minutes. Like, you would wish to throw in a second ball sometimes, because football sometimes is so boring. And even though games and esports is way more action-packed you still have these moments where like nothing happens and you feel a little bit bored by by what you watch especially if you're younger and you're used to having three screens at the same time so um interactive esports um especially focusing on entertainment is something that's gonna grow big in the future we believe yeah got it cool anything else you want to mention uh that i forget to ask you uh no Actually not. I think you covered many, many topics, many interesting topics. Yeah. Yeah, I got a link uh, for people to your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you want to talk or have questions, um, maybe also if you want to have an entertaining and an interactive esports tournament yourself, you can always contact me um, yeah. so we can see if we can do something together. Yeah. So the link is to your LinkedIn and to GameBody itself. I also have a link right away to the streamers uh, experiences yourself. Some of our streamers. Yeah. Looking at it, uh, so that's fun. Ah, cool. <laughs> 
Cool. I want to I wanna thank you, uh, Nicholas. Um, and um, yeah, keep me posted on, uh, on new updates. I will. I will. Thanks All a lot right. for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. <laughs> Alrighty. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was all for today, and uh, I hope you um, you liked the interview. And um, as said, uh, some of the articles that I'm writing, uh, you can find it on uh, News and Insights on uh, podcastgameconsultant.com. If you go to News and Insights, you can uh, read my uh, latest blogs. Uh, so Entertainment Software Association speaks out against Trump, the visa freeze, uh, we have Gearbox Software suing 3D Realms. Newsu is predicting more than 3 billion gamers by 2023. 5G gaming is the fundament for game streaming. Twitch is issuing, issuing uh, permanent suspensions to abusers. Microsoft spends 150 million on diversity. Women in gaming speak out about sexism and harassment. I have a list of some podcasts and Mixer live streaming is dead. And some reasoning behind it. Why? Um, other news were also about Call of Duty Mobile. They passed the 250 million downloads in only eight months. Deloitte has a report. Games and streaming services fight it, uh, fight it out during uh, uh, Corona, COVID. Uh, digital game spending reaches 10.2 billion in May. Apple still is rejecting Facebook's gaming app. And uh, it goes on. I got a game review of Valorant. Uh, initial feedback of the PlayStation 5. And, oh yeah, Valorant. Is it a rip-off of Counter-Strike or not? Well, you tell me. All in all, uh, some very nice articles for you to read. And um, I want to thank Chris and Nicholas for today. That was all, folks. Ciao for now. This was all for today. Thanks so much for listening to Game Consultant. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. And remember, do share this podcast with other members of the games industry.